0: fun. I always have fun with Marco. But that was all. Oh. No kiss? Not even goodnight? Maybe he doesn't like me that way. Or, um, maybe he doesn't like girls. From Spinner? I'd expect that. But from you? Disappointing. I'm just concerned. Because? What my family went through before my dad came out? Not fun and not relevant. Marco's straight. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the podcast that can't melt steel beams. What? Oh my god, I cannot believe you. <laughs> what I, you know how to do it. I, this is what I get for... I'm very lazy, so I make Evan do all of these like pre-writes and these intros, and this is what I get is mo- more QAnon conspiracy You're welcome. from from Evan's uh, pre-writes. How are you doing today, Evan? Good. I'm Evan Goodrich. I'm Nick Sohoya, and we watched Degrassi together. And so we- you don't have to. Yeah, well, do you think that if someone like, had to do a report on Degrassi, they would just listen to our podcast. God, I question the education system that's making these kids do reports on Degrassi. (laughs) Well, you know, we don't live in Canada where they have good education. We live here in America. (laughs) That's true. Where they just put on a tape. (laughs) (laughs) They put on a Degrassi tape and they say, here you go, this is your sex ed. Um, We are here to to, say, well, it's a bit of a confusing episode, wouldn't you say, simply because there's a episode gap that we had to fill. Right, so we're going back in time. We're rewinding we're going back the in tape, time. much like uh, Marty McFly. Yes, before yes. Before us, we are going back in time. We had to go 77 miles. How how fast is it? It's faster than that, right? 89 miles. What is it? Surely it's like I don't know. Is it fast? Is I think like, it's not that fast. Oh, is it not? <laughs> I thought it was like an ungodly fast. I think it's not that fast. I think it's more about uh, getting the lightning. <laughs> oh because you know they have to right touch. yeah has anyone seen back to the future anyone anyone any any robert zemeckis fans in the house i don't i know his recent no. out, outings have not been very good but you know <laughs> resident zemeck head and producer brim checking in here to say it was 88 88 miles an hour the boys really dancing around that number but never quite hit it all right back to the show <laughs> Um, let's get into this. We've got a couple of weird episodes. We're doing uh, season two, episode 11. Episode 11. And also episode 14. 14. Yeah, so we've we're, we've broken things up because of our, you know, uh, the, the wedding. We had Which to get the you, wedding out of the way. Yes, you at home have already listened to our wedding episode. You uh, caught the bouquet at the end of the episode. <laughs> You're getting married now. <laughs> um, but we have to go back in time and talk about... Uh, in- international Day. <laughs> international Affairs. Yes. Um. Yeah, so season two, episode 11, titled Don't Believe the Hype. Which named is a-, a weird title. Well, named after the song by Public Enemy.
1: Don't believe the hype. Don't, 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 don't believe the hype. Don't.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, which uh, actually is very apropos. Yeah, it's a good um, choice. Well, I didn't realize what the song was referencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, like, the song is... About uh, retaliation against a uh, negative press that is ready and willing to demonize you, and there's a line in the song, uh, Chuck D. He says they're claiming I'm a criminal, and he also name drops uh, Louis Farrakhan, which uh, we'll not oh. get into, We're not going to get into that today. Yeah, let's not touch Louis Farrakhan today. That's a little. Uh, that's a big box impact. So. <laughs> we, we have only only have an hour, folks. Um, but this is an episode about. In- did you ever have like an international day at your school or is this something that doesn't actually exist <laughs> i think we you definitely have like culture you know exploring people's cultures stuff like that like i think that's usually a product a, you know project kids do at some point point. and mean, we had family trees i think maybe like a report i did but mm. I, I don't think i ever did like a diorama uh this episode hmm is thorny I am uncomfortable talking about it. Uh, well, the thing is, let's acknowledge when this is airing. This is airing like a couple years after 9-11. Or one year. One year. One year after? One year wow. after. And, and Ripped change. from the headlines. <laughs> and there was quite an increase. Yeah, not that this is the last time there's been an increase. There was obviously a big increase in hate crimes against Muslim people. And that's kind of what we end up talking about this episode. Yeah. And uh, I think it's safe to say we are anti-hate crime. We are... Uh, not supportive of Islamophobia on this podcast. Yes, we do not think it's a good thing. But a good thing we get is uh, Hazel gets to star in an episode. Yeah, and I think it's kind of unfortunate that this is only <laughs> the only episode she gets to be the star. Uh, of. <laughs> yeah, this is the first and last episode that focuses on Hazel. So you know, enjoy it, girl. Enjoy the limelight. Um, yeah, this episode is definitely in dialogue with the media response post 9-11 and the mass hysteria and the wave of jingoism that was going on at the time from predominantly in the United States, but also, you know, these things made waves in Canada. Well, as well. Canada doesn't have a culture of its own. So they were like, well, <laughs> the Americans are being Islamophobic. I guess we'll do that. <laughs> but well, colder. Well, <laughs> but colder, uh, Yeah, so the angle this episode tackles is basically Islamophobia in the wake of 9-11, which is an angle that I think would come to light in the U.S., but I don't—I don't know. I feel like, you know, in America— I mean, I was very young when 9/11 happened, but from what I my get understanding, You're super young. Adam. I'm a little You're younger baby. Younger than me. I'm a little baby. I was 100 when 9/11 <laughs> happened. Okay. Well, Lincoln, maybe you can speak to your experience post 9/11. Like, well, I remember the day of 9/11, they let us go home early, and I asked what 9/11 was from a guy in a drive-through pasta restaurant because there was a little hole in the gate and it was a shortcut to get to my house. And it opened up uh, in the drive-thru of a pasta restaurant. So I said, hello, sir. What's happening? They didn't tell us at school. <laughs> and he had to explain what 9-11 was This to sounds, me and my friend went bueno. home. This sounds like <laughs> magical realism. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> I remember I had hot cocoa that morning, and my dad had the news on. We always had, like, the Today Show on. And he was like, mm, yeah, something's happening. I don't know. Get ready for school. <laughs> and then I went to school. And oh, that's crazy. right, because you were on the west coast, yes. so this is already going down. Mm-hmm. By the time you would have like gotten up and started your day, yeah. Mm. Well, you know, I like to I like to start my day early. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we open this episode with the girls whirling as Paige jokingly hands out tickets for fashion crimes and of the things in the grassy that seem like made up TV tropes. This one actually did happen at my school. Really? Yes. What? I, well, I wonder if they saw it on TV or read it in a book because they, it was two or three popular girls and they were legit like the popular girls. Uh-huh. I don't remember their names, probably Ashley. Um, <laughs> and they tried it and I think they realized the bit wasn't landing. <laughs> so I think they stopped pretty quickly. <laughs> Maybe they got the bit from the show. I don't think. Oh, wait, was this after? Was this before or after? I was in high school, so I guess this would have been after. Oh, wow. Maybe but I, Degrassi was cribbing notes from your high school. I would be really concerned if they watched this episode and they were like, I want to emulate <laughs> these girls in this moment. But, you know, it was the suburbs, so... I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, that's funny. So did they have little tickets they gave out? They had little tickets. Oh my gosh. Maybe this is like, because like Paige had like a little booklet. Like this is like a thing you could buy at like, presumably like Barnes and Noble or something. Oh yeah. You know? Like you give it to your like niece as like a birthday present. Yeah, exactly. you don't think she's actually going to be an for actual cunt <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. um yeah i do like that this leads to a nice little callback when hazel gives uh, a ticket to Paige for um starting the year with her alleged mullet her alleged mullet alleged um which is definitely not a mullet but you see our never has been never will be see our episode on the season premiere of season two um but then this quickly descends into you know actual bullying and hate crimes when Hazel mocks Fariza, a Muslim student, for wearing her hijab, calling it terrorist chic. Hmm. Yes, which is a (laughs) deeply offensive thing to say. I mean, she did say it was chic, so... (laughs) That's nice. <laughs> if you're going to be committing a hate crime, you can call the person sheep. <laughs> as long as you think say a terrorist is looking cunt, uh, <laughs> then, you know, it's fine. You're off yeah. the hook. But even Paige is like, what's your damage, Hazel? That was a funny moment to me. And there's a funny moment kind of like that in the next episode. So it was funny to watch them back to back. I'll tell you when we get there. Mm. But there, it, there's... Uh, it is it is an interesting thing because, I mean, we'll understand why she is taking this approach later right. on right. in the episode. But for now, we're just like, is she trying to be cool to, like, impress Paige? And it, I guess in some way she is. Like, I don't know. Well, Let's- it's also like, like, again, we'll find out pretty quickly what yeah. the deal is. But, like, you know, you kind of wonder, like, oh, is this, you know, sort of like... Just Hazel trying to get in with the, you know, the cool girls and like sort of punch down at someone, you know, uh, because Hazel is, you know, she's black. And so it's like, is that like, oh, is this like some sort of chip on her shoulder? like Yeah, maybe. I mean, even without the uh, Muslim uh, element uh, of one's identity, like just being black in Canada, you probably do have to like blend in with the white people. And sometimes you blend in with the white people by, by being, being racist. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, that's, that nothing says assimilation like racism.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oof. Uh, oof. So the setup for this episode, as we earlier said, is international day at Degrassi, which means all the students, all the grade nines anyway, are supposed to do a presentation on their culture, mm-hmm. which apparently counts for 10% of their grade. Well, class participation is ten percent of their grade. So I'm like, is this five? Is this fifty percent of the participation? Yeah. Is it all of the participation? It was very confusing the way. Yeah, I don't understand how this works in like the the grading rubric. Because Hazel is attempting to opt out. She does not want anything to do with it. No, but like after Simpson says that, she's like, well, I guess I have to participate, even though I really don't want to. <laughs> well, there was kind of a f- uh, funny cringe moment that Mr. Simpson did this episode. <laughs> uh (laughs) The, (laughs) the first red flag is he goes uh when hazel asks if she doesn't have to do the presentation um mr simpson goes oh, Hazel, I thought you would be into this. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. why, Mr. Simpson? What's different about her? Mm? Oh, my God, I didn't even catch on to that. It it's was so like, funny. It was very,
1: like, okay. You've got a lot of
0: culture, don't you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's also revealed that Paige has never even been to Hazel's house. So it seems like Hazel might be hiding something. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting because us as the viewer, we're like, why don't we know anything about this Hazel person? Is it because they're not writing anything? (laughs) Turns out no one knows anything about Hazel. (laughs) She's a very private person. Right, exactly. The writers just figured out what to do with her this episode. they like, oh yeah, yeah. They retconned it. This is why we don't know anything about her. (laughs) Uh, But Paige is under the impression that Hazel is Jamaican. And suggests that Hazel just bring jerk chicken, which or something. seems like a, just a guess. <laughs> like I don't know what she's basing that off. Of. And she's just like, "You're black, so Jamaican. You must be Jamaican, you must be Jamaican right?" <laughs> that was a pretty Oh, it's wildly. because she's always eating jerk chicken. She and does love jerk chicken. Okay, this is established lore now. Yes. Um, okay. And so Paige just assumes from that that which Hazel is still, must be Jamaican, which is still very problematic to assume that because someone's eating a dish, they're from that culture. But but it, Hazel runs away I with guess it. It's not based on nothing, which makes me less uncomfortable, <laughs> right? So. And Hazel, well, Hazel's like, "Hey, that's a good idea. You're right. I am Jamaican." She even goes with a little uh, "mon" in there. She goes, "I'm Jamaican, mon." Yeah, and I, it was interesting to see uh, Hazel culturally appropriate uh, sort of Frostarian <laughs> culture throughout this episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the Mons and the and the Bob well and, this, and the whatnot. Well, and this moment leads to a hilarious and also borderline offensive music cue with like Jamaican steel pans oh, in the background. Oh my god! But that's what's so perfect about it is it's the Degrassi theme, but with the with steel j- with the steel pans. Yeah. And producer Bramp, I would like you to go ahead and insert that now. It's funny because yeah, I think it plays for like a minute while Hazel's walking to this like mall where the yeah, where the uh, yeah. Jamaican food. Yeah, it comes up a few the times. Jamaican food store, I was going to say. The Jamaican restaurant. Yeah. That's what a food store is called. <laughs> 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 a place where you sit and you are delivered food. Yeah, a restaurant. Uh Meanwhile, for one episode, we apparently have a home economics or sewing course of some sort. I'm actually really glad that we watched these two particular episodes together because is this teacher who we've never seen before, his Mm. name is Morton. Mm Mm-hmm is he he's also the teacher in a scene in the other episode we watched he is and i've never seen this teacher before and is is he in it for more than these two
1: episodes or I, did
0: just watch the only two morton episodes i don't recall him ever coming back after these two episodes i mean he might for like in this season but i don't think he stays beyond this season Really interesting stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, it is. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because these two episodes are not next to each other in the chronology of the season. They feel like they should be. I feel like they, they were do, just They do. Sub- like they feel very complementary, which we'll, for reasons we'll get into. Well, maybe that's why they didn't air them back to back is because they were like, these are too similar. We have to put a boring two-part wedding in between. Them. I suppose. Maybe. You're giving them more credit, I think, than they deserve, but maybe. I think they put all of the episodes into a hat, and they shuffle the hat around, and they pull one out, and they say, oh, it's the wedding this week. Uh, So, Liberty's sewing ability is absolute dog shit, but... I have a real problem with the prop design on this pillow. Oh, yeah. Like, cut the strings, at least. There's just loose strings on it. The first thing we see is JT cutting a string off of a finished pillow. Mm-hmm. And it's like I get that you would have trouble making it in a correct shape. I understand that there might be holes in the stitching. You could cut the little fucking strings off. No way to make it as obvious as possible that this girl does not know how to sew. Hey, idiot kids watching at home! Just so you know, she's really bad at sewing. Look at these Look at crazy these threads. strings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but JT is surprisingly great with a needle. But as any eighth grader knows, sewing is for girls. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Sean J- yeah, yeah.
0: calls him Gay T, which, I mean, J- it's a pretty good burn. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's what he wanted last season, to be gay.
1: Yeah.
0: For an episode. For an episode, yeah. Yeah, but he got his wish. Um, so JT, feeling embarrassed, swaps his pillow for Liberty's abomination, letting her take credit for his work. Something she clearly feels conflicted about, particularly when she's then tasked with sewing a skirt based on how well she did with the pillow. Has this ever happened to you where you get a harder assignment based on doing good on the first assignment? That seems made up. It does seem made up, but I don't know. I feel like for like project based classes like this, I could like, I mean, it seems unfair, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> but like, I, don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe it's not a terrible way to, you know, structure a class. I don't know seems really arbitrary um I did like that when they leave and uh, they're talking about how hazel or excuse me uh we're in the B plot Uh, when liberty took the d she she says i claimed the d (laughs) and i was like "Ooh, me too liberty i've claimed a few d's in my day (laughs) of course your mind went there you feel the animal pretty funny but yeah they're talking about the ethics of this as they're like walking by and uh jt basically agrees to do her next project too right yeah only under the threat of blackmail yes (laughs) because she threatens to tell everyone that he's the one who made the pillow And it's very funny when he threatens her he says if you tell anyone I'll sew your finger off i sew it that's, off yeah that's not how that works that you would sew you have, it on you of all people I know attention. when no. it's established that you get how sewing works <laughs> you could say I'll cut your finger off with my sewing scissors or whatever <laughs> right exactly <laughs> I'll prick you with my sewing needle yeah jab your eyes out with sewing needles yeah. I don't know I don't know not, not a very convincing threat JT <laughs> you can do better yeah so now that Hazel has decided to appropriate Jamaican culture for her own <laughs> <laughs> ends yeah like a fucking white college student Just like wearing a She's got her hair in dreads. (laughs) She's got dreads. (laughs) She doesn't actually have dreads. She has little big But other than that, Uh, she's like literally wearing like a tourist Jamaica shirt. Right, exactly. Like, welcome to Jamaica. (laughs) Oh, and did we talk about the scene? We kind of skipped over the scene where she goes to the restaurant. Oh, yeah. So she goes to her favorite Jamaican restaurant and she orders a ton of jerk chicken under the pretense of doing a project on Jamaica for a geography class. Mm hmm. So, that's that's the lie. I want to talk about this restaurant tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the nicest man in the world.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this I... man
0: has so few questions. He's giving her chicken. It seems like he's given her chicken at like What do you call it? At, like, wholesale value? Right, right, (laughs) right, right. There's no market. Like a giant pan. A huge pan of chicken. For 50 people. What she says is for about 50 people. To have a little taste. (laughs) Yeah, which is is still a very giant. That's a lot. That's a lot of jerk chicken. And also, like, if it's a jerk chicken, like, it's still, one person's going to eat a whole chicken wing. You can't give them half a chicken wing. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know and then when he like takes down the decorations of his I know business. he gives her a little poster of Jamaica it's this so man is sweet. so nice it's so wholesome and she's lying to this man yeah oh well it's, so it's international day and we get a sampler of some students presentations um, so Paige. Paige, yes. Paige is, yes, Mama. <laughs> Paige is serving pierogies and a yassified traditional Ukrainian dress. If I were to do like a Degrassi <laughs> drag look, I might do this slutty Ukrainian slutty midriff bearing Ukrainian garb yes and it's also just great to have Ukrainian representation on TV exactly topical in this day and age yes (laughs) (laughs) uh and Spinner has made a pizza with all of his ethnic background represented which includes Russian sausage Polish sausage German sausage and then (laughs) water chestnuts to honor Kendra who is Chinese yes how sweet um, this is a dumb, I would not eat anything that fucking boy made. I don't know what Archie <laughs> thought was going to happen. Did he think this was going to be good pizza? I would just be like, oh, okay. You put those ingredients on there. You pass. I don't yeah. i not touching that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Those things don't belong it, on pizza. This is the other thing. He cooked it for five minutes. What does that mean? It wouldn't be, it would still be dough. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, what maybe you cooked
0: he it on like like on like five hundred. Well, I was gonna say just, like maybe it was like a DiGiorno, like a, a pre-made. <laughs> he just crust. took a DiGiorno slice, yeah, and just, yeah, and stuff just put stuff it. on it. That's exactly what he did. Um, so Hazel's chick, jerk chicken is a big hit, but Fariza ain't buying it and confronts her about it, citing that her surname Aden sounds Somalian and that she also looks Somalian, which clocked. Um, <laughs> I I liked uh, Hazel's response was. What's your last name? Oh right. I don't I don't care. care. And I thought it would be funny if they said Fariza Balk. <laughs> if her last name was Balk, then that would be really cool. Oh I feel like if she were gonna say something it would be a lot more racist than that. <laughs> Oh no 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 no. I didn't uh, want anything racist to happen. I just wanted to you just, you just acknowledge want, that we she's just... <laughs> her name sounds like Fariza. Balk. I mean that That's would be wrong. that would be funny and harmless. <laughs> yes. But um I don't think nothing's harmless that is that in her this episode, no. Uh, no, instead, Hazel retorts that she should mind her own business before Jamaica declares war on Iraq. Which would just be a real war of attrition. They're so far apart. Um, right. Um, Um, yeah, that's going to come back to Biter later. Um, I want to say, I think it's odd that Fariza is able to clock Hazel as specifically Somalian. Well, if you're working from the last name, you know... I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, I don't know. Like obviously Somalia is a Muslim country, but like there are a lot of black Muslims that aren't necessarily Somalian in that region. Like we have Sudan and we have Ethiopia. So it just feels like, I don't know. I mean, like if you're very familiar with Somalian surnames, I suppose. Sure. But I'm like, I don't know. What's what would have Fariza be like that knowledgeable about Somalia? What if she's just saying you look Somalian as in you don't look like you're from the Caribbean, you know, like mm. you look more like your features are from this region. Like, I, I feel like that's an educated guess, maybe. And maybe but probably, like specifically Somalian. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a Muslim cultural center in Toronto and she uh, she like sees people from mm. other like because mm. she just, she's from Iraq right so it's like maybe she's there's some sort of inter exchange yeah well okay, i mean i guess it could be like those like, communities could interact well much. also like maybe like i know like minneapolis has like a very large somalian uh yes community and so like maybe toronto has like a hub like that where it's like there's a lot of Somali. well they're not that far apart are they they're not super far i think apart. longitudinally they might be right at the same <laughs> well <laughs> that's well well moving on <laughs> Um okay so JT is busy helping Liberty sew her skirt and she basically questions the fragility of masculinity and why he's so chutty about people knowing he's a gifted tailor and he doesn't really have a good answer and he just gets defensive. Yeah, I mean there's nothing too exciting to say about that scene. <laughs> no, I mean I do think like that that makes sense. Boys do be like that. Mhm. Boys are very cagey about anything that's regarded as like feminine. I think it's believable. It's I just believable. Think it's not super interesting (laughs) you know moving on all the freshmen get back from their lunch break to get back to international day business but Fariza's presentation has been vandalized with terrorists graffitied over it and it's a very upsetting moment and Mm -hmm. i don't want to joke about it at all but what i will joke about is the adr (laughs) whispers (laughs) as they look upon the the hate crime they're like oh my god that's for a that's, that's for, reasons. Reasons. That's for reasons. She works so hard.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my, my God.
0: goodness. Can you yeah. believe it? <laughs> so, I would... <laughs> shout out to the ADR team that day. Great work. <laughs> uh, good job. You guys really did it. Um, yeah, and you can tell that Hazel feels, feels for her in this moment. I think she already... I think she's already reflecting on some
1: of her actions. Yeah, Mike, she's it.
0: having a, my God, what have I done moment mm-hmm. for sure. And to this school's credit, they're very quick to bring the cops on the scene and they label this a hate crime like immediately. Yes, I appreciated that. Yeah. there's and like I want to say, I know we're skipping ahead like one scene here, but in the scene with Radich and Hazel and Fariza, I was like, oh, Radich is a really good principal. In this moment. Because we always see him being like a dope or like being the antagonist to our kids who are misbehaving. But in that scene where he's just like, hey, this is really fucked up. Here's how we're going to make it right. You're in trouble. Okay. You've been cleared. Like, it was just like, he was very serious. I was like, oh, I'm glad that this man is in charge of our children. Yeah. <laughs> I trust in, in him. This, in, this, in this episode, in other episodes, uh, he goes downhill. Uh, not so much. <laughs> but this is a good good moment. For him. Yeah. Good job, Brad. You did we also good job. skipped over one important thing uh, when. Uh, well, oh, when, well. When spit, <laughs> no, this is way back uh, in the past. We skipped over, uh, when Simpson eats the jerk chicken, he, he does give a yaman. That's pretty Oh, he does do that. Yeah. He says, mmm, mon. Yeah. Uh, He, he basically says yamon in in a full, like, what's the crab? Sebastian. Sebastian. (laughs) Sebastian. (laughs) He's like acting like Sebastian. (laughs) Um, it was pretty bad and it was very funny because I feel like Hazel was like, i I would be offended like (laughs) if I have to yeah Yeah. yeah, exactly she's like these aren't even my people so who am I to speak I'm appropriating their culture right now I'm wearing a Rastafarian hat I I swear she got that at like a bong store (laughs) yeah exactly she would do a head shop she was like what kind of like Rastafarian accoutrement do you have (laughs) she got a Bob Marley poster like right there that would be so funny if it was like the Jamaica poster to Bob Marley poster (laughs) this is Jamaican culture what else is there uh So following uh, this hate crime, what proceeds is like
1: a weird, truly
0: baffling montage of like open debate and discussion being held in Degrassi's classrooms and all the kids basically just pitch in their hot takes. It's a full series of hot takes. A smorgasbord. board. I was very uncomfortable. But it's like, shall we run through them all just like really quickly? Just say some of them. Okay, so we have (laughs) Ashley being the resident SJW. She says that being a Muslim does not make someone a terrorist. Yes. Correct, Ashley. Good job. Good job. Spinner has bought into all the fear mongering because he's Spinner. Um, Terry acts incredibly naive about this whole thing. Spinner and Terry say some very racist things. Some incredibly dumb shit. And it's like, I guess if we're doing this scene, yeah, have the white people say racist things because that's what would happen. But. Well, we need like, we need someone to be like the, you know, sort of the uneducated. We need someone to correct. Yes, exactly. And uh, Jimmy talks about racial profiling Middle Easterners are subjected to. And then Toby compares uh, it to anti-semitism and calls it hate which mm-hmm. is an interesting word according to Miss Kwan. Hate. That's an interesting word. <laughs> it's very strange. Thanks for your contribution Miss Kwan. We, we, we appreciate you and for then all it, you do. It also gets to Armstrong saying interesting. No. And then Kendra. And then Kendra is like Oh I cannot believe they well, made Kendra say this line. Well I'm Chinese and my parents are white so race doesn't matter. And Coach Armstrong is like hmm Interesting. Yeah. I'd like to know how many people of color were in the writing room for this scene. (laughs) It seems very, uh, I think they're trying to get at something, but there's also some self-congratulatory stuff coming out. Yeah. I mean, I guess, (laughs) I guess you could charitably read it as like, Kendra doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. And And you know, she probably doesn't, you know, because she, I don't know. She's literally 13. She's 13. She has a very uh, specific experience. Right. And trying to apply that in like a very like thick, taste over a situation that doesn't this isn't really a one-to-one comparison uh and honestly okay so this is a bit of a uh, sidestep it actually reminds me of a west wing episode oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh yes so there was a west wing episode um, called isaac and ishmael that airs like less than a month after 9-11 so this is incredibly topical and they do something similar basically Where there's a bunch of high school students at the White House during a terrorist attack, and they have like, wait, what? Oh yes, oh yes. So they were like, so they were like giving a tour to like high schoolers of like, here's the White House, Uh, you know, and um, and then like a terrorist attack happens, and so then like they're all in lockdown. What kind of terrorist attack? Like an explosion? Um, I don't... I forget the okay, details. and We boring. can't get... We can't get into the weeds. But, like... So, like, there's some the sort West of, like, weeds. terrorist threat going on. And so they're on lockdown. And one of the main characters... Um, I forget his name. Uh, they basically have... He, like, leads, like, a roundtable discussion with all these high schoolers on, like, Islamist terrorism. And basically, like, oh, well it's not about Muslims. It's about Muslim. It's about Islam extremists. And it's like, it's just like also incredibly didactic and not very subtle, basically like this episode. Yeah. Hmm. So this montage ends with Hazel getting called into the principal's office Mm -hmm. because of her declare war on Iraq comment. Yeah. And also for uh, calling her terrorist cheek. Yes, I guess that there was probably a, that probably came up in the conversation. Yes. Uh, So she's a prime suspect at the moment, but. I mean, if we were playing Among Us, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're getting the airlock. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But, But then the police find the culprits, like, basically immediately, who are just two unnamed sophomores. Uh, but Radish does tell Hazel that these kind of acts of hate start with the kind of words that she used against Farisa. And this is why I think he's a good principal. <laughs> it's a, it's a good message. It's it's a good one. Um so meanwhile JT is also a, a victim blaming oh, and I is like I really forgot this was still happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. So JT's like victim blaming and is like Farisa shouldn't have done her project on Iraq. Like what was she expecting to happen? And Toby's like what was she supposed to do? Hide who she really is, which then leads to Liberty very inelegantly tying these themes together, oh my and God. is like, JT, it's just like you. You shouldn't hide your sewing ability, mm. which is just like hiding your Muslim identity. You know, I think I liked this episode more before we started talking about it. <laughs> and I, now I'm like, wait, I don't like this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the devil's in the details. I think this is. Uh, this episode is maybe less than the sum of its parts. Is that how the saying goes? I would... Yes. Yes. Once I once I start looking at... Or it's more than the sum of its parts. Because when I look at the parts, they suck. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's more than the sum mm. of its parts. Because mm. when it... It kind of goes down easy for an episode about a hate crime. It's, <laughs> it's kind of an easy watch. <laughs> uh, yeah. I phew, this Because, stuff... you know... I mean, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, some of these uh very special episodes because I would consider this kind of like a very special episode. Mm-hmm. Um some of them they're all very didactic, but some of them are also just like real gut punches. And I think just because of Hazel's experience and because we are sort of learning something about her character through this hate crime, like the hate crime is almost incidental to like Hazel's arc. Right. It it is the thing that lets her come to terms with her identity. Mm-hmm. But like that's the arc and then the actual vandalism like we see it for a second we talk about it for a second i guess it's i feel a little more emotionally removed just because of how like when we see that horrible thing happen to Paige, it's like that's Paige, that's our girl Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and this it's like okay this character who was basically written into the show so that we could have a hate crime happen to her (laughs) <laughs> has the hate crime happen to her and it was just it just felt a little hollow so right well and i think that's also like when the episode is at its weakest and that's when it gets like at its most you know sort of talking to the audience like with that montage is yeah. like you know it's like okay now we're having a discussion you know it's like really like being like okay here's I, here this is your prompt for a real class like we'll watch this tape of degrassi <laughs> and now we can discuss racism yeah. <laughs> and hear all your hot takes which are probably garbage yes so, completely swerving, Liberty presents the skirt that JT made for her, but she then reveals that JT is the one who sewed it, which lands them both in trouble. And she makes... has such a weird little speech about it. She's like, you can check the blood on the t-
1: pillow. Forensics, <laughs> Forensic, sir. sir.
0: <laughs> Forensics, is... sir. That line was very funny. That was so weird. <laughs> it Liberty's was weird. a weird kid. It was weird, but like that line, I was like, okay, I get who Liberty is now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know that girl. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> um... So JT is the source of mockery. They're both in trouble. Moving mm-hmm. on. Hazel apologizes to Fariza and tells her. Fariza Balk. Fariza Balk. And tells her that she was right and that she is Somalian and is also Muslim. And she recounts how at her last school, she was attacked by girls who accused her of being a terrorist. And Fariza's like, well, you sure learn from them. Yeah. Oof. Oof got her yeah and i think that's like a very interesting um sort of reveal Mm -hmm. and you know i think i think just the emotional distance is coming from the fact like any other degrassi horrible traumatizing thing we actually see it play out on screen and in this we just kind of see hazel be like this thing happened to me one time and it's like oh it does i do feel a little removed from it i guess well, I guess I feel removed from it knowing that, like, this is never going to come up ever again. Oh, like, because Hazel's gonna <laughs> because have zero Hazel, lines? Because <laughs> Hazel is never going to have any plot prominence ever again. Yeah, and I guess that's what's unsatisfying about it, because even though it's, like, hell to watch uh, Paige go through what she went through, we sort of recognize it as an important moment for her character. Right. This is not an important moment for Hazel's character, except for the fact that it's the one time she gets to do something. Well, exactly, and, like, and for Paige, it was... One part of like a much larger arc that will span yeah. several episodes. And this is literally, it's like, it's almost like a bottle episode. It's just yeah. like, this only applies to this one episode. And then, and I think, I think it's written to be a bottle. It does seem like a teaching. It does. Okay. It feels like, yeah. uh, you know, so it's like, and Andrea Lewis is very good in this scene, She's I think. Good. Yeah. Her but her it just, she, she nailed it. Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, and I like that Farisa kind of, you know, isn't so willing to just, uh you know be sympathetic to her she's like well you still have behaved horribly yeah because of this as because of your internalized islamophobia and you know she doesn't uh let her off easy so i don't know i think it's like a well structured scene i think the structure is interesting yeah but it's just you know it, it also like like you said it feels kind of hollow at the end of the day a little bit So we're wrapping things up here. Um, All the girls come flocking to JT to get him to make them skirts like liberties. Manny's voice was weird in this scene. She was like, can you make us one of the skirts? (laughs) <laughs> Did you notice that? No, I didn't notice. We love Liberty's skirts. Can you make us one? It was so weird. It was like, Cassie, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Maybe she you had a, a sore throat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she needs a lozenge. Um, so this really one-ups all the boys who mocked him, and he gets to uh, take their measurements, which is like... Oh, That's a little pervy. A little but gross. But 35 bucks a skirt, that seems pretty good. 35 bucks for a skirt, yeah. Considering you made it in like a day. Yeah, a handmade skirt. Oh, I mean, I, I was going to say like yeah sure that's a lot of work but he also just seemed to make it so effortlessly Mm -hmm. and he just got an order for what four skirts yeah yeah he's rich with that exactly he's rich and he's got all the attention of the girls so you know jokes on those boys yeah dumb boys why (laughs) why don't you learn to do something yeah i did write earlier in the episode uh hey fellas is it gay to be good at something (laughs) because that was kind of that energy Is it gay to have a trade? (laughs) (laughs) Fellas, is it gay to be a skilled laborer? Yeah. (laughs) Is it gay? Hey, fellas, is it gay to be in the proletariat? (laughs) So Hazel gives a presentation to the class where she reveals her Somalian and Muslim identity to them and says she is no longer ashamed of who she is. The end. Yep. And I'm glad that she got that wrapped up so that she can... Never have another episode. <laughs> Thank you, Hazel. It is it is unfair because I, like you said, I do think she rose to the occasion. Mm-hmm. I think if they gave her more opportunities to actually show off her acting chops, yeah, we, we would probably really love the character Hazel. But yeah. this is kind of all we really get to know about her yeah i mean to be fair i enjoy andrea lewis and hazel the character as like sort of a side character like she's i think she's a very a side character. yeah she's good she gets her quips in she's you know part of like the bitch posse and like that's fun i think yeah. it's a fun role for her um you know but it's nice yeah you know, i'm glad she got this showcase but ultimately yeah it doesn't really have much weight going forward yeah so does well, this episode go there i mean i think it obviously did yeah i agree yeah Despite our, you know, criticisms, I think Yeah, and I I know I said it was. I know I said I didn't like the episode. There's just little things that kind of get in the way of it being a, a an episode that I would I would still maybe show it to a class of kids, but mm-hmm. I would wanna have a few asterisks Yeah, I would be like, Okay I would wanna pause it a couple times <laughs> during the episode and be like, Okay, we get what's going on here, right? This right. is all yeah, fucked I, up and yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, but I, yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it has merit. I mean again, it's sort of another case of Dragrassi falling into this sort of like edutainment like Issue of like, you know, are we gonna deliver an important lesson and handle it like, eh, like tactfully enough? But it's also not the most riveting half hour of television either. So, eh. All right. Well, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> Should we do, let's take a little break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the next episode, Careless Whisper. Season two. Episode 14, Careless Whisper, named after the song by, of course, George Michael. But that's what it was called oh yeah it's just like a punchline song i didn't basically know. yeah everyone knows like the sax i also did not know it was george michael but now that i think of the vocals yes that does sound like george michael mm-hmm. okay what, uh yeah this song is actually very appropriate uh thematically and not just because george michael's gay <laughs> it seems like that's why you said it no couldn't seems be like me that's why. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. um this is our first marco episode yes Yes. exciting can i tell you something and i was i was saving this piece of information until we started talking about this episode mm-hmm. i'm gay no i'm joking <laughs> what no I'm you're joking. gay no what i wanted to tell you is uh i showed this episode to my partner sergio really he watched about 15 minutes of it before I- <laughs> dinner arrived and we turned it off <laughs> did he so- enjoy those 15 minutes No. Oh, (laughs) well. My partner's name is Sergio, and he doesn't enjoy anything. Oh, yeah, that checks out. But it was, uh, he does have a few thoughts that he, that... He expressed so. I, I will pepper those bits of information in as we go. Please, through and you just and you to like yell them out, oh, just yeah. like he would. They'd be in all caps. Yes, and then bold. My partner lying. basically speaks in all caps at all times, <laughs> even when he's whispering, and we love him for it. Yes. So we open with the boys, and they're playing basketball as the camera lingers on these leering shots of teenage boys' sweaty pecs. Yeah. As Marco salaciously licks his. His lips and oh my god he looks so hungry <laughs> you can I see where know, this is going like what fucking prop master was in charge of like spraying down these boys just before the camera <laughs> i think that person like needs a background check in order to get that oh job. my god they <laughs> just have someone has to do it those titties aren't gonna spray themselves <laughs> they could yeah, the boys, let let the boys handle it. Yeah, I guess have them walk through a sprinkler. I'm sure. I'm sure they had a, an intimacy coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> that did, that job did not exist. Back <laughs> <then>. <laughs> uh, so Sean's like, "What are you looking at, fag?" Why are you so gay, Marco? Uh, not a good look for our boy Sean these last two episodes, where he's like openly homophobic in both of them. Oh, yeah, gay tea. Gay for tea God. In last episode, and what are you looking at, fag? In this episode, mm-hmm. not good look. I'm disappointed in you, Sean. Do better. Um, Sean, like, I, I know you like Sean, but I. this is kind of what I expect from him. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm like, this is very in character for... Like, I, this is a believable, you know, boy yeah. from the wrong side of the tracks. Like, I don't expect him to have enlightened views well, on also, sexuality. Also, like, I think there's a chance that some of our listeners might be quite a bit younger. And I think it's just hard to express how ubiquitous the word fag and calling things gay was in the early 2000s. It was c- truly... Just a part of speech. Yeah, I mean that's why we had to have Hillary Duff give a Hillary whole Duff's PSA. Was, and you know what? It fucking worked. <laughs> Thank you, Hillary Duff. Someone had to do it. Yeah. Now we gays get to say gay. Oh. But no one else. Now that I now that we've kind of eradicated it from like the straights vernacular, mm. I love saying faggot so much. It makes me feel very. Free. <laughs> this is empowering yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Marco does not feel very empowered in this moment. Uh, but he has he, not yet taken back the word. Mm, he has not yet reclaimed this slur. <laughs> (laughs) But uh, Marco and Ellie are still very close, but it's unclear where they stand as Marco is very hands off and she wants something more intimate and romantic with him. But guess he's back in town (gasps) now? Who? I forgot. It's Dr. Sally. Dr. Sally. I remember now. She's back, back, back again. Uh, We love Dr. Sally. We're we're very pro-sex education here. Pro-Dr. Sally, pro-sex ed. Um, Everyone should have a Dr. Sally in their life because she, you know what? She's, she's heard it all. You can ask her anything. She gives it to these kids straight. No pun intended. Um, And she tells the kids all about the birds and the bees. And she's kind of armed to the gills with condoms ready to hand them out. Mm -hmm. Like party favors. Can I tell you the first thing that Sergio said about this episode? What? He said, if I was watching this when I was a kid, uh, I would have had a crush on Spinner. And that I found very upsetting. Oh, no. He's married to me. What does that say about you? I don't know and I don't want to talk about it. I just wanted to bring that up. Did that that's that for a lot of self-reflection about how you treated Spinner. The spinner within, really. There's no fucking spinner within me, and if there is, I will never acknowledge it. You always you. have to be kind to the spinner within. It, 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 within all of us, there are two spinners. saying? The spinner you feed <laughs> is the one that wins. <laughs> Um, okay, these kids, um, they're a year older now, so they get to hear, you know, more spicy topics, Mm -hmm. like, about sexual identity. Mm -hmm. And since this is clearly a theme this episode, the kids all want to hear more about the gays Mm -hmm. from Dr. Sally, who herself gives off very strong butch lesbian vibes. You know, I was thinking that too, but then I really got a look at her, and I was like, I think this, I think this lady is just down for whatever. I think she's kind of pan. Oh yeah, I can see that. That's my, that's my general vibe from her. She just seems to know a lot about dicks. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe she's had a few in her lifetime, but, you know, has since seen the light and realized that men are, you know, bad. Yeah. Uh, And like in the previous episode, this discussion is like something of a sampler platter of the discourse around gays at the time. Well, we have um, Paige in a kind of foreshadowing moment be like, Mm -hmm. I have a gay brother. Mm -hmm. And he's always known he was gay and he was born this way. Hey, born this way. Hey. Right track baby. Right track baby. Which I thought well, do you know the um have you watched the other two? No, I haven't. There's a very funny song on there called My Brother's Gay. <laughs> and there's a whole episode about people being like, I, I have a gay brother. So that's the that's what I thought of. In <laughs> Brimp, if you want to insert the uh just a very brief snippet of my brother's gay here, you can do that.
1: My brother's gay
0: and that's okay. The haters may hate So gay in every way my brother carrie is gay and that's okay. uh yeah meanwhile jimmy's confused about how homosexual attraction even works which honestly strange credulity because like jimmy's pretty smart like, I can't imagine him saying this. I can imagine Spinner asking a dumb question like this. Well, maybe it's a bit performative, because I think, based on what we've seen so far and what we see later, Jimmy is a pretty open-minded dude, mm-hmm. and maybe he feels that in order to demonstrate that that open-mindedness does not come from his own homosexuality, he's acting like, so how how could he even be attracted to a guy, like, if you were a guy? Like, how would that, how would that even work? Right, you know? right, 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 right. <laughs> Uh, and then Ashley asks about it possibly being genetic cause her dad's gay. So that's a nice little callback. Yeah. Well, she's also like, because if it is, then I need to like go get, (laughs) I need to go get treatment. (laughs) Where's an ex-gay therapist. Um, and meanwhile, Terry's, Terry's like playing devil's advocate for evangelicals. Cause Terry's not a good look for Terry these two episodes either. Terry, uh, you know, I was complaining because she didn't have a lot to say. And I'm like, we should say less. Yeah. I, th- I, just, I think I like you less and less every time you <laughs> say something. I don't know. These last two episodes, I'm like, do you have two brain cells to rub together? I'm not so sure. Uh, and meanwhile, as all this is going down, Marco is just like furiously writing down notes.
1: Including, K. <laughs> K. Uh.
0: <laughs> including the URL for Dr. Sally's website. Oh. Mm-hmm. Writing down a URL is so tedious. Because you're like, I don't I have to type this in later. <laughs> Can't click on it. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty short one, luckily. Take Literally, it, www.drsally.net. Well, maybe you didn't even need to write that down, Marco. I feel like you could remember that. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> um, and Spinner teases Marco about being gay, and Marco snaps at him and says, I hate fags, but they do makes me sick. And I'm not going to lie, I saw that happen, and I was like, ooh, we got to get that as like a bummer. That part. has <laughs> to be... We have to get that as We have sound to get rub. that a soundbite, yeah. But here's the thing, Brent don't get too fucking loosey-goosey with hitting that button i don't think you should be allowed to hit that button you can only hit that button if me and evan both say it's okay you hit that button when we say hit that button but right now go ahead and just insert that i hate fags okay what they do makes me sick uh yeah me thinks the lady doth protest too much tbh in this moment what would be the best like if if i hate fags okay what they do makes me sick was like a reaction gif what would you <laughs> what would you respond to um probably like any twitter gay like making a fool of himself yeah that's a good one what about the sand gay oh <laughs> i feel like that's pretty appropriate oh oh god i hate you for, for reminding me of that that was fake right i hope so i think that was a stunt that does not seem good for your you know and brett rectum. go ahead and google sand gay see what comes up <laughs> Producer Brampier, I googled it, and I'd just like to say, love is love, but that is nasty. Back to the show. (laughs) Don't say we didn't warn you. Um... I also like uh Coach Armstrong also mentions uh the LGBT youth group. Which is nice. Good good for you, Armstrong. Yeah. And, and they, they, say say, tra- they say transgender. They say transgender. Yeah, which I appreciate. Because transgender people didn't weren't invented in 2015, contrary <laughs> yes. to uh, you know, Caitlyn critics. Jenner. <laughs> yeah, contrary to Caitlyn Jenner. Um uh, also, I just a quick side note. Uh do you remember getting those little Ziploc bags with deodorant? I don't and know stuff? If got these. Really? You know, I don't think I did. Maybe I did, and I just, I I don't recall. Oh, I remember it was in fifth grade that we were handed, like, we got our little pamphlets saying, hey, your body's about to change in some some radical ways, and they gave us a little bag of toiletries, and, like, I remember, like, getting, like, a stick of degree deodorant (laughs) and, like, making jokes about, like, ooh, body hair, gross. Now, so far, we have completely skipped over the B-plot, which I'm kind of fine with because it's Toby. (laughs) Oh, your boy. It's your boy. And this was another upsetting thing is uh, Sergio said that the way Toby acts towards Kendra in this episode is the way that I act towards him, which is not fair. Oh, my God. So there's a spinner and a Toby within you. This is why you hate them, because they remind you of the the parts of yourself that you don't want to be reminded of. Well, what do you hate? What do I hate? Yeah, who do you hate on Degrassi? Oh, I love everyone on Degrassi. I'm kind to all the people oh within God. me. You're so full of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, uh, Toby is stalking his uh, pseudo-girlfriend. <laughs> They're in a relationship because at the end of the episode, he says, go ahead and break up with me. Yeah. So then I think they were in a relationship in the wrestling episode, too. It, yeah, it just wasn't, like, firmly established. I think they have been in a, re- in a relationship since he had the conversation with Spinner. Yeah, I guess so. Um, So his girlfriend fine he's stalking his girlfriend and you know it's a it's a middle school relationship so of course that they might as well just be friends but yeah they're they're in a relationship okay so, the stocking's okay then. No, uh, it's not. Let the record show that Nick is like, it's fine because it's his girlfriend. Yeah. She's his property. Well, legally. I, I will say that Sergio does get a little mad when I go to his office and I stand outside the window and, make <laughs> and, and, and you blow kisses at yeah. him. He doesn't like that. Yeah, and then his boss has to come over and close the blinds.
1: <laughs> and,
0: uh,. And Sergio gets detention. <laughs> <laughs> a thing they hand out at adult jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Toby is doing just that, blowing kisses at Kendra through the window, and she's feeling just a little bit smothered by all this. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on. <laughs> uh, unless, did you have anything you want to say about this moment? Well, I mean, I, the only thing I want to say is actually at the next scene with this storyline, mm-hmm. when they're out at the picnic table, right? and Kendra's kind of saying, hey, you you got me in trouble when you did that. And Toby's response is, uh, I got in trouble too. Quan didn't think I needed that much bathroom time. And that's exactly how he says it. <laughs> he does have funny delivery for Quan that line. Well, I think he's trying to speak in a lovey-dovey voice, but he's like not committing all the way in that sentence. So he's just talking like a weird robot. <laughs> Quan didn't think I needed that much bathroom time.
1: It's like, what is, what is this? I'm not
0: sure what accent Are you a you're count? doing. What is this? <laughs> Um, okay. So Marco is trying to covertly check out Dr. Sally's website Mm -hmm. and he clicks on the sexual orientation tab. Yeah. But then Spinner and Jimmy walk in and Marco is like, struggling to close out of this browsing oh, it's window. It's very funny because he tries to click the X but he just makes the screen bigger <laughs> which is objectively really funny. Marco is not tech literate in this episode. I think it would be so fucking funny if he couldn't X out of it and it just cuts to like Marco like picking up the computer like throwing it across the room. <laughs> like
1: he just doesn't know how to handle it.
0: Um, that might not be quite as covert an operation. Um, well it's a pretty straight thing to do though. To just that's true. Needlessly destroy Nothing straighter than just (laughs) Just being needlessly aggressive. Um, So he's feeling pressure to prove his heterosexual bona fides. Mm -hmm. And so he asks Ellie out on a real date. On a real date. And Mm -hmm. she basically has to beg him to ask her. Yeah, yeah. And, um, of course the two of them being the pretentious art kids they are, they go to see a French film. Yeah. It was French, wasn't it? Did it we was. see the title or we, we just heard the, the talking? We just heard the talking Yeah, we, and you know, they're speaking in French. So it's subtitled, um, which I don't know, I guess this is Toronto. So maybe they have more access to French cinema. Oh yeah. But this still is some art kid shit. Yeah. Yeah. Did, was this, when was Amelie? <laughs> 2004. Okay, so this is, like, the pre-Amelie era. Yeah. And they're... Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was before it was, like, super hip for, like, <laughs> the, you know, the high school art kids to go see French films. Uh, and at one point, the two of them even hold hands. Yes. Well, then... Yeah. Marco doesn't really enjoy holding the hands, mm-hmm. and he pretends to sneeze, and then he just sort of scrunches up alone <laughs> in his chair, and yeah. Ellie looks over like, okay, I Yeah, will. she's like, ugh, Jesus. Um, so the next day, Ashley says... Hey, Ellie. And Ellie responds, Please don't make this into some cheesy girl talk scene. I'm fine. <laughs> it's like, there was no, like, They must have texted earlier in the day. This is the only thing that makes sense because Ellie is coming in with so much preloaded emotion. So Ellie tells Ashley that she had fun with Marco, but they didn't kiss her anything, which leads Ashley to suspect that Marco might be gay, but Ellie won't listen.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. She's not hearing it. No she's you know delusion why would you think that marco is gay (laughs) is it his cartilage piercing (laughs) is it his tiny tiny john waters goatee (laughs) his little soul patch (laughs) um meanwhile toby decorates kendra's locker with hearts and flowers and i feel like we've been here before this season yes okay so this was actually uh, of the callbacks this was my favorite was Mm -hmm. manny walking up and First of all, Manny of all people, Manny of all people. And she seems like a changed woman. She has grown so much from her locker She is experience. hardened and jaded yeah. after this Craig episode. She sees the locker and she's like, oh boy, you have no idea what you're in for. <laughs> she's like, oh, I tried that with someone. He didn't like it very much. So that was good. Good character. Yeah, yeah exactly. She's grown. Um, and of course, Kendra sees this and is not a fan. But it's pretty funny the way she just like kind of thoughtlessly like, well, I have to get in here, so yeah, I'll she rip through the construction no, paper. No, it's not a very dramatic moment like it was with Craig. She's just like, oh, okay, and she just like rips through the cards and is like, let me let me get take care of my business. And poor Toby, he's so sad. Yeah, I'm really empathizing with him. <laughs> uh, and this it, is one of the best Toby <laughs> episodes. I'm gonna cut him some slack on this one. I, I think. Having him be in a consensual relationship is really helpful, even if he's still being really annoying and pushy. Mm. Uh, so I guess I didn't hate this Toby episode. You're being kind to the Toby within. And that's and that's nice. <laughs> mm. Character development. Mm. Um, So <laughs> when Kendra tries to talk to him later, he rebuffs her thinking that things are over between them. Well, you're skipping over something very important. There's a scene where Kendra comes in from playing soccer, and this is her exact line. (laughs) That play was amazing! I mean, it's like the ball was waiting for me to kick it. So cool. <laughs> and she's talking. She's like talking to no one because like, no one's responding. <laughs> no, there's like three other soccer girls around. But they here. don't have lines. I guess they're. This is like vaguely addressed to all of them. Yeah, but they're extras, so they can't say anything. I just thought that line was like written by like a chat bot. Like, it seemed like <laughs> right. a GPT is from like <laughs> soccer practice. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. It's like the ball was waiting for me to like. <laughs> so cool. That is my probably my favorite exposition line so far. I like when Toby is in class uh, while we're on this while we're on this subplot. I like when Toby's in class and he's like devastated, and he says because they're asked to talk about their hopes and <laughs> and dreams yeah. or their like you know fears and dreams. And he says, "My fear is that Kendra breaks up with me. My hope is that I die. I gotta <laughs> say, pretty funny.
1: It's
0: really and funny. you know what Good delivery, Jake Goldsby. When they give you good stuff, you're good. I, so this is, I want you to know, I like you. I love you, Jake Goldsby.
1: Mm-hmm. I hate Toby. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but he's pretty good in this episode. <laughs> I, I don't mind him. <laughs> okay, so Marco shows up to the locker room to flex on the guys about his date with Ellie and how they kiss and are totally boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're not convinced. So he then plants a long kiss on Ellie in front of all the boys to prove to them just how heterosexual he is. Yeah. And Ellie's sweet Ellie is just elated by this. Yeah, she could Aww. not be. She doesn't care that this was so clearly performative. I also like the scene where they're like, oh, so like you went on a date with Ellie last night. Did you get to second base? First base? Did you make out? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, the last one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yes. Yes. <laughs> we kissed for like forever. <laughs> we kissed for like forever it was very like 40 year old virgin it was like oh yeah her breasts were felt like it's a bag of sand, sand. <laughs> it was basically the same scene yeah, so yeah. obviously stole was that was scribbling notes from yeah. degrassi uh, a lot of people are stealing from the show we're, we're finding out uh this is a very impactful property yeah um, so that night at Ashley's house, a bunch of the freshmen are together working on a group project. What is this group project? You didn't know? You didn't hear what they were... Okay, they're analyzing, is it a documentary film? Yes. And like... About what? Wait, what is it about? It's about beavers. <laughs> is it about beavers? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You can hear a couple <laughs> lines where the documentary guy is like, um, and then the Canadian <laughs> Northwest beaver. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Like a Richard Attenborough Beaver documentary. Oh or God! No wonder the looks of <laughs> David bored. Attenborough. David Attenborough. Yeah. Who's Richard Attenborough? No one. No one.
1: Okay.
0: No <laughs> one. I think. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So at one point, Ellie goes upstairs to use the bathroom, mm-hmm. and Marco gets up to get a glass of water. Whoa! This is a recurring theme in the episode. Is People taking too long of bathroom breaks because Topi took too long of a bathroom break. That's true. (laughs) And then Ellie takes too long of a bathroom break. Yeah. This is a motif. Mm. Um, Smart show. This show, smarter than you think. Yes. Um, (laughs) And so Marco follows her upstairs to Ashley's bedroom where the two of them kiss again. But Marco is clearly very nervous and not really feeling it. To be fair, the
1: first time I had a kiss with someone, I was also shaking. Hmm. With anticipation, Patient. yeah. think uh, yeah, we got there. I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I was shaking my little, uh, my little teenage bones. What was your first kiss with a girl? Well, that was like on a dare. Oh. And that girl ended up being a lesbian. So I think that's there was, always how it goes. There's there kind of a curse in that kiss where we both <laughs> win our gay separate ways. Uh, no, my my first like I would like to kiss this person was with uh, a boy. Aw, yeah. that's nice. Mine too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I never had this actual this moment really. Like I had girlfriends, but it was never it never got to this point. Never got that serious because i like sixth grade. Yeah, there was like a brief period where I was like drinking because i only drank like the last half of my senior year of high school that's like when i started um playing around with that stuff and i think there was and i was out to my friends as bi at that time so i think there was a period in there where i was probably like making out with girls at parties but it wasn't you know you're young you just make out with your friends yeah yeah not like now (laughs) no kids don't do that now at all (laughs) no kids kids hate sex these days i'm told Um, so she just asks him point blank if he likes girls at all. And he says he wants to, but he's confused. And she says, and I want you to, (laughs) (laughs) which is a very funny response to that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This is a very sad scene. I was, you know, it was, it's well written. It's kind of heartfelt. Um, I think the acting's good. I, I, I overall just really liked both of these episodes in spite of some of these little and except for up, our quibbles, I we quibble. We quibble, but I enjoy quibbling. Yeah, what is, would this show be without the quibbles? This this is a podcast about quibbling, above yeah. all things. So we have to quibble. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I thought this scene was you know it was affecting and it's very special episodiness. Yeah, this was less of a very special episode, but there was an element of that. Well, because at least this is like again, this is we're setting up an arc here, right? Yes, which this... I appreciate, mm-hmm. and I wish that's what was going on with Hazel's episode. But yeah, this is very much showing us what will be checking in with marco about right like if this were a character that existed solely for the the means and ends of this episode like i would be much less charitable to it but again this is the start of a much longer story and it's sort of punctuated with uh them in the hallway the next day and marco's like oh you guys should be so jealous we kiss so much and then ellie shows up and <laughs> kind of She corroborates his story without being without needing to be asked she like just right away corroborates the story and Mm -hmm. she's just like the ultimate beard and we i think that's why we love ellie so Degrassi's first official beard (laughs) we have to stay on first of many our beard allies you know yeah well we already had a goatee with marco and now we have a beard (laughs) now he's grown the beard i call Um, him goatee and beard (laughs) uh and ellie tells him that she's willing to cover him for now Mm -hmm. but he'll have to come out someday uh, so we've got a ticking time bomb here. Mm-hmm. setting Could up some on. things. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> to wrap up the subplot that, you know, uh, um, Kendra confronts Toby about his overreaction and she plants a big old kiss on him. And she says she does like him, but she needs her space. That's it. I mean, in defense of Sergio, that is pretty much how we started dating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's romantic. <laughs> yeah. It was weird that we were out of high school, but, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, it was pretty similar. Um, yeah. What did you think of this episode on the whole? I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I think Marco's a good little actor, and yeah. I think Ellie's obviously a, a favorite character of both of ours. Mm-hmm. I think, uh,. As hard as it is to watch high school boys be homophobic, I'm like, well, that is what they do. Yeah, I mean, it felt true to you know the experience. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like the, the the like the teasing that is so juvenile and so just un uncalled for. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. but I will say this: going out, I will say, I used to call uh, the boy who was very nerdy because I was I wasn't nerdy. I was I, I was just kind of like hanging out with the other weird kids. Uh-huh. There's a difference between weird kids and nerds. We mm-hmm. can kind of agree on that, right? Mm-hmm. So I was over with the weird kids and sort of, I would do a little bit of what Marco did and a little bit of what Hazel did. And I would call the nerdy kid a little faggot. Yeah, I did this too. And you had to do it. Yeah, I... If you didn't call someone a faggot, you were a faggot. Yeah, so I... I had to pick someone. Yeah, I did this also. It's like honestly, like one of the things I'm most ashamed of in my life. Yep. is it was hard for me to you know admit. like there was a target on my back and I said, No, they're the you know, they're the actual gays. Yeah. Target them. But to be fair, he was straight and cis, so Oh my well, if I've gotta throw the <laughs> if I've gotta throw the meat somewhere, like let's Oh, uh, Well, one gym. of mine was actually gay, so uh. mm. So you were more of a hazel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm a hazel. <laughs> uh yes. Um does this episode go there? Hmm. I struggled with this one. It's hard, right? Yeah. Does it? I, I feel don't... like it doesn't. I feel like it sets up some things that will go I, there. Yeah, I feel like eventually this is going to go somewhere, but it doesn't go there yet. This is just kind of a good episode of TV. Like, there's great character work this whole episode, and I think that's why I appreciated it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a solid half hour of Degrassi. It's a say. good episode of TV. I'm not sure that it goes there. No. We can agree. It doesn't yeah. go there. I don't think it does. No. Well, wrapping things up, what did you learn today? Yeah, let's get up in front of the class, okay, everybody, and get your papers together. Let's give our hot takes together. (laughs) What are your thoughts on (laughs) 9-11? What are your thoughts about Israel and Palestine? (laughs) Weigh in. Uh, I think they're both great and they should follow their dreams. <laughs> that's also from the other that's two. That's the wrong answer also. <laughs> that's, that's from the other two. That's a joke. <laughs> that's not even my joke. <laughs> so please
1: do not take that as my actual opinion on the Israel-Palestine situation.
0: I'm just referencing the other two today. I don't know why. Mm. Um, okay, what I learned today is not to... Quote jokes from TV shows that you like because they make it sound like you have some really bad uh, views about the world. Mm, that's a smart lesson. Yeah, we should all learn that one. Yep. Yeah. Um, I learned that racism—it's over. According to one Kendra Mason. Thank you, Kendra. Thank, Thank you. You—you you, you did it. You we solved racism. We oh. thought it was over when Obama got elected. Turns out it was—it mm-hmm. it, was over six years when earlier. Kendra got adopted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Oof. Thank you for tuning in. This yeah, week. please don't unsubscribe. We're trying our best. <laughs> I thought this was great. I think we're doing good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all we have. Thank you. We'll see you next week and the episodes will be normal. You don't have to like watch them in a weird <laughs> you order anymore. You don't have to like walk on eggshells with us. Oh my God. And there was a fucking viewer question and I forgot to read it again. I'm going to read the viewer questions next week because this episode already went long. So if you hear this, send us in a viewer question. You can just DM us on the uh, Degrassi Instagram If you follow Alibut Degrassi On Instagram I will follow you back I'm mm-hmm. not I have no shame in that mm-hmm. I don't care My we're follow not, ratio we're, Yeah we're not worried About ratios here
1: So <laughs> we don't even know What that me. is
0: Follow me from your podcast I'll follow your podcast From our podcast It'll be great um, So go see us there